So it's done, eh? The third day. So if you do it today to this man, he's going to look at you funny. Like, oh, what's your ginga? Boy, you want to say happy birthday the whole month? Yeah, yeah no, except, uh, except gifts the whole month, this whole month. Anyways. The gifts, now we're talking. Yeah, you can yeah. say happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been nice. <laughs> you must have a list, I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, what says you? And of course, don't forget to share with us who did it best. Uh, James Morrison or Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Uh, 3rd of January. Stop saying this thing. Let's bring in Ukaya. Trending news right now. At uh, 13 minutes uh, past uh, uh, four o'clock on SFM. Good to have you with us. Uh, Kanye, good morning this morning. Happy Monday. Ah, fellow South Africans. Hello. <laughs> 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 we we thank had an you. impromptu family meeting. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we thank you for your presence. <laughs> <laughs> Are you well? Good, good. So, so, so far, how's the new year treating you? Living and breathing. Not a yeah. problem yet, you know. It's only been three days. You have to be like honest and, and and you know not cautious but you know have a little bit of optimism behind you know everything that happened last year we're still in the process of releasing letting go new moons all sorts of things that we're supposed to you know yeah. get rid of so that we can make, uh, uh, you see why did we have to go to Mashonisa's? me i was going to say make space so that you can allow abundance in but Mashonisa's yeah. is okay of course he, he must be the standby guy, ne? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He must be on speed dial. <laughs> we are giving corrupt advice. <laughs> <laughs> What's trending on uh, the streets of Twitter? Hey, Twitter streets, very busy. It's lit at the night show, but I think this weekend what bothered us the most was the song of the year. Yeah. Now, hey. comrades, I know that Ukosi is part of our stable, so I, I'm going to say very little about the station and a lot about what people are commenting on. Yeah. So, DJ Shlo is a 24-year-old Durban-born Amapianos DJ. And, yeah, during the crossover on the 31st, when we were ready to say happy, we were expecting Aduele, we were expecting, you know... Osama. Kanama, you name it. Yeah. We were expecting a fight, but in comes DJ, DJ Tlo, in comes Ismani, and all of people's videos, stories, everything that has to do with a moving image and faces turned at midnight. Ish. And the people of the Republic want a Zondo Commission <laughs> on this outcome. So apparently the station said that it vo it's the votes that count. Yes. However, the people of Twitter believe otherwise. Uh, the, the IEC of Twitter has said that we should look at other ways of, 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 of collating all of these votes. Yes. Some of the votes need to come from the number of views you have on YouTube. Others need to come from your streams and sales. So streams, obviously, online, your Spotify's, Apple's, all of that. Yes. And then, obviously, pure sales based on radio play. Right. So those three components together should make up who's number one. And I think Mshabo Nene tried to do that in their top 30 on New Year's Eve. However, Ukazi FM has done this, and this isn't the first time it's happening. They've done it differently. 
and the people of the comrades of the republic are not happy with the way it came out so twitter is asking a lot of questions they're still confused some are still hurt because their stories have been ruined because their song didn't show up but the votes as they stood that's what that's what because fm is saying they're sticking to their story they're not moving left or right so it is with that and a sad heart that we must move on comrades <laughs> Kanye sounds like she's making a January 3rd statement. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but we have to move on. Because, <laughs> I mean, Ukwazi FM is not the only uh, station that's, col- that's created its own, you know, song yes, of the year. Yeah. You know, the unfortunate thing about COVID that is that it took away all of our concerts, your Fat Durban Rocks, your all of these, you know, different entertainment um, spaces and mediums that create their own number one song you know and there used to be such a a, a big mix of them so that regardless of which part of the country you are in you know there would there come some sort of consensus whoever got the number one in as many of these platforms events countdowns would be the overall winner i mean the last time we had a consensus about who was number one was when omunye pesco omunye happened and destruction boys destroyed the summer Remember the time when hey. DJ Spoo had, remember when it rained yes. and that was decisive. Sister Bettina, decisive. Now we're living in an age where every time we look at a number one song at the end of December, we wonder, was it rigged? Was it, was it released the week of the 31st so that it has the, num- yeah. the most number of votes? Shall How do we, ca- we do this? Shall we call Van Damme? Yeah. I don't know, guys. That's, that may be a bad idea. <laughs> It may complicate things further. (laughs) But we must move on. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) So then there's the issue surrounding the parliamentary fire. So the parliamentary precinct. It's only been two days into 2022. And surely, surely we thought we'd have peace. At least until the third. But no, there was a bit of smoke. Dark black smoke. morning of obviously yesterday yeah and at the time you know luckily we were in the building when well not in the building in parliament but here at work yeah at the time that it had broke so obviously we see the visuals but also a lot of our reporters are still waiting for first responders to come out and give an official statement right. or a word yeah before politicians come in because obviously sir ramaphosa came in and spoke to the fellow south africans there's also, you know, Auntie Pat, Patricia DeLille, Ellen Windy, who is a, um, the premier of the Western Cape, city of Cape Town's um, MMC for, for safety um, um, and security in the city. There were a whole lot of people that came out and made statements surrounding the fire. Luckily, the fire didn't happen in the main house, so where National Assembly sits. Mm. It happened in the old chamber. Right, an old chamber building. However, this is not the first time we've seen a fire within the parliamentary precinct. There was a fire in March last year. Huh. And my theory is, is that the health and safety regulations, occupational health hazard um, protocols weren't tightened up. There's also been reports surrounding how there was no security on duty overnight. And the sprinkler? Hi, hello. Well. <laughs> hey. 
so a lot of people, especially from um, the, the trade union corners, are very upset surrounding security not being there mm. during mm. that time, but also the cost-cutting that has taken place. Because ever since um, the new finance minister came in and said that we're giving tough love, the budget cuts everywhere, we can't even pay security um, personnel to man the building to prevent fires like this from happening. So now there's going to be a very tense conversation surrounding the way forward. Hesh, and what one politician said about that fire, he got somebody very hot under the collar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking when they, there's these parliamentary sessions and the Q&As and whatnot, mm. it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think ATM was one of the few... Um, political parties, the smaller political parties that have called for a sort of multi-party um, not necessarily disciplinary hearing but an investigation because they're also questioning how there has been arrest of a man I think he's 49 years old he was taken in for questioning but then Auntie Pat Patricia DeLille who's um, the Minister of Public Works said that his case has now been handed over to the Hawks so how did we escalate from you know questioning him just seeing okay what's going on how are you connected to this where were you at the time of the yeah. crime to you need to go over there fast <laughs> so i think you know we need to first find out how did this start but also the second thing we need to find out is was it politically motivated i mean last year we had the july riots we had we've had several you know incidences mm. whereby we've now had to question is it espionage? Is it sabotage? Is it treason? Mm. Because it is a national key point. And I think one of the things people need to take away from the story is not that, you know, arrests will be made and people will be arrested and, you know, the fire happened on purpose because um, government people, government people or people who usually get tenders are mm. looking are out here looking for money and excuses to rebuild. We need to remember that as part of a democracy, the burning of a national key point is not the greatest of signs in terms of where our democracy is going and what people think of this democracy and if there's any buy-in to this democracy, whether it's politically motivated or if it's it was an accident. But until we get to the bottom of that, we're sitting in very difficult and testing times mm. because is this the first and the last? Could it be the SAPC tomorrow? Who knows? Moving right along. So the late Arch, may his soul rest in peace. Yes. You know, we've had such a, a, a long and heavy week as a country that, you know, on Saturday he was finally laid to rest. Um, and I think what was a very beautiful ceremony in the end. I think a lot of people were very surprised at how all of his wishes were not only respected, but there wasn't any pushback surrounding it. You know, so the, the arch, um, the arch emeritus um, Desmond Tutu was given a special level one funeral, which means all the bells and whistles. Mm. Essentially, you'd have the funeral of a statesman. But the arch being the arch was like, no, here are my terms and conditions. Take it. You know, make sure that I have my choir, make sure my casket is simple, 
make sure I do not get buried into the ground. Let me be cremated, but cremated by water so that, you know, I also save the environment. Please make sure that, you know, we keep this simple. We keep this in the church. I want my ashes buried underneath St. George's Cathedral, which they did actually. The f like, I think it was um, within, d just after the funeral. They found a little spot and um, um, Archbishop Mahoba actually was the one to place it mm. into its slot. Mm. And there was um, even a tile created in commemoration um, of his funeral and obviously of his years in service um, um, as an archbishop, which was 86 to 96. So, uh, you know, it was a very moving tribute, not just in, you know, all of the people who spoke so greatly of this global icon, but also of the president who in the eulogy reminded us of the things we have bequeathed from the arch himself. You know, I know there's been a lot of back and forth on social media surrounding um, Desmond Tutu with regards to, you know, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, mm. you know, the, the conversation surrounding Winnie Mandela. But I think one of the things we also need to remember in how we, we, we pay tribute to, to, to Archbishop Desmond Tutu is that at the end of the day, when we put that aside and we remember that the Reconciliation Project is not beholden or un, on the shoulders of, an, of one man. There's a much bigger, there's a much bigger context to the work that, and the service that he provided to this country. So the greatest gift that he provided us was hope and forgiveness. And I think that's where, you know, the president really, really understood the assignment. I love this naughty side. Eh? <laughs> I love this naughty side. He had a fantastic sense of humor. <laughs> I wish we and documented it more. Yeah, the way he chuckled ah, was something else. <laughs> and uh, when is the census? The census should be this year. It should be out this year. We've there've been um, quite a number of um, uh, researchers and on-field uh, uh, assistants that have been rolling through the lens and the depths of this country. Statistics, I say, is usually. The, the department or the institution that runs the census throughout the country. Yeah. Um, they haven't completed their work yet. I still need to find out when exactly the new census needs to be released. But it is, it should be something that should be released this year. I think uh, at the moment, there's a process underway to recruit field workers. Yes. And, and supervisors and such, such people. Yeah, yeah. So that means our next story falls into that, ne? Yes, New Year's babies. I know I've spoken a lot in the last couple of weeks surrounding, you know, newborns at, at holiday times. And it's still very much important to highlight this because, you know, um, at these very important holidays, we, we get to see all of these health ministers and MECs and MMCs pop out from the woodworks and, you know, congratulate mothers and um give them care packs and be able to support yeah. them because we don't get to see that day to day. You know, my mom is um, an operational manager in a, in a maternity unit. So she does that work. <laughs> so then the MECs come out. I'm like, you guys, hey. you come at very nice, very happy times. <laughs> you should be here every other weekend <laughs> in the trenches. Yeah. But I think also, you know, I the other thing that has been sort of highlighted during this period, you know, Christmas to New Year's, is, you know, the high number of um, teenage pregnancies and 
um, the support that's required for not just teenage teenage moms, but also making sure that those those um, moms are also supported with regards to mm-hmm. making sure that the child develops and is on track in the first thousand days of life, make sure that the children are vaccinated and all of that. So it's an important story in as far as making sure that we don't just only celebrate the births of these children, but also we, we take into cognizance that we still have quite a long way to go when it comes to things like family planning. We still have a long way to go in terms of making sure that these children are taken care of and that the mothers that have this new responsibility and the families surrounding them are also supported along the way. And the fathers learn how to do certain things. Of course, yeah. that too. So we didn't forget about that. Hey, uh, just in case, you know. Hey, no. Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> Those are trending topics. 1,700 new babies. Hey, there's a lot of happiness, I tell you. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, adjustments as well. Waking up at 2 o'clock to make the bottle, among others. That, that works. That works.